How? Oh, how can this be? I'm back, baby. <laughs> it's been a while, and frankly, I've missed you. I've missed uh, keying myself into the old microphone here a couple times a week, chit-chatting with y'all so you can hear the the nice, soothing tones of my warbly prose here. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm recording this uh, little bite-sized, fun-sized Thanksgiving episode uh, from the comforts of my hot tub. Drinking myself a nice glass of bourbon on the rocks. Staring out into the night sky. Stars looking pretty tonight. I'm looking like a steam dumpling in here. Um, but yeah, hope uh, hope you've all been well. I'll give you a little life update since it's been literally almost uh, exactly two months since I put out the uh, Ballad of Justin Lang Part 2A, 2B. Um, about my time at Rick. I still got to do my years at, at post. That's been, um, you know, that's been, you know, not, nothing crazy has happened other than, you know, I, I quit my job. I just didn't care for it anymore and I wanted to stop doing it. So I decided to change careers. So that's uh, kind of been what's going on with me. Uh, so I haven't had a lot of time to really devote to podcasting um you know in, in my uh my my years at post i'll get into those i'm gonna get back into this a little more regularly I've, I've got a little more free time that's come available to me um recently so here i am i'll be back on a more regular basis uh joining you next uh you know next time out i'll, I'll probably have my uh, my post years um summarized for you and, and one more likely two uh, podcast, so um, you don't feel overwhelmed on having to hear me talk for 90 minutes about God knows what. So, but yeah, I um, you know I had this idea today that I, I wanted to do, and I, I was really uh, really excited about it. Um, you know, so I uh, I decided to to fire up. The old microphone, pull everything out of the mothballs, and uh, you know, and, and get back crack a lack in here uh, with you. Um, no better time than the present, right? You gotta, you gotta make your own luck, Billy Zane, Titanic. So, I, I wanted to wanted to break out the the mic today, uh, as I've as I've mentioned in the past. Um, my name is Justin Lang, and I am recovering white trash. Now, what does that mean? You know, you may have some questions about that. So, I come from a very large, large family that everybody basically kind of lives in the same town. Not a lot of people ever really left. Uh, there are, you know, a, a couple solid branches in my extended family tree not so much my own personal one um so i've told some stories here and there to kind of 
give you an idea of that. So I, I come from, uh, you know, an aggressively, aggressively blue-collar upbringing. You know, my dad worked construction, was a handyman, delivered oil. Uh, my grandfather delivered oil. Um, and, you know, that was his part-time job. His full-time job was being a complete asshole and a drunk. But delivering oil was the thing that paid the bills. So, um, you know, and, and my Uncle Tony is, uh, is a, a Looney Tune himself. I haven't talked to him since uh, my dad's funeral. Um, and, uh, you know, my, uh, my aunt, she's kicking. Um, my, uh, my Grammy, deceased grandfather deceased dad deceased so um my my patriarchal home all right let's pretend that my grandfather was the head of some shitbird crime family like the tony soprano of new hampshire white trash um so what I kind of wanted to talk about today was a little Thanksgiving tale. I'm going to spin you a yarn about the strangest, strangest Thanksgiving experience. I, or probably you, or many other people, have endured. Come with me as I take a sip of my nice bourbon. The year is 2007. I'm a senior in high school and I'm with my dad for Thanksgiving. So to give you a little, little background, my parents divorced when I was six. My brother was just a few months old. So alternated holidays like Thanksgiving, Christmas, Christmas Eve, you know, I'd go with the, my dad Christmas Eve my mom on Christmas Day, so on and so forth. So this just happened to be the year that I was with my dad for Thanksgiving. And I said, Dad, what do we have uh, planned for, for Thanksgiving? He said, well, son, we're gonna go hang out at Grandpa's. And I said, oh, goody, wonderful. So. I say, uh, who's doing the cooking? Are we going over there early? He said, yeah, we're, we're getting over there early. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the bird. Um, his, uh, one of his friends, uh, his, his secretary, uh, was also coming over and, um, you know, my, uh, my aunt. And he said, uh, said, yeah, your aunt's gonna, uh, she's gonna take care of the, the vegetables, um, and everything and, and the pies and I'm gonna take care of the bird and the, and the meats. And I said, okay, that, that makes sense. So, again, backtracking a little bit, I mentioned that my grandfather was a raging alcoholic for many a moon, many a moon, and not a nice one at that. You know, some alcoholics are happy. They just like to drink, sit on the couch, have a good time watch their stories, you know, maybe a little General Hospital, Young and the Restless, um, what have you. My grandfather was a mean drunk. Let me repeat that for a second. Mean drunk. And he would go on stints of being on and off the wagon. And 
you know, he's dead now, and he was an asshole anyway, so I don't feel bad talking about this. Um, you know, I hope he... I hope he gets the update on his Spotify in the seventh circle of hell and gets to listen to this. But, alas, I guess I'll never know. Nor will I ever care. So, get in my dad's car, my brother. I'm 17-ish. Yeah, 17. My, uh, my brother's 11. And we saddle up the old horse and buggy. And we mosey ourselves over to my grandfather's log cabin house in scenic, booming metropolis known as Newmarket, New Hampshire. Bright and early. And when I say bright and early, I'm talking like the crack of 10 a.m. We get over there. My dad's ready to pop the uh, pop the turkey in the oven. Get to work on uh, fixing up this feast. We got ourselves to enjoy here. We get over there. My grandfather is shirtless and drunk. On Thanksgiving, it's 10 a.m. He's not wearing underwear. He has his very, very well-worn and kerosene-stained dickies slung low around his hips to the point where you can see a good couple inches of ass crack. And no shoes. So just the pants. Pants and a belt from probably 1983, you know, it's like 2007. I don't know how many threads of leather that thing had holding it together, but that's neither here nor there. So he's stumbling around the kitchen, bottle of very cheap alcohol in his hand. I don't remember exactly which kind. And he had taken to boiling every single vegetable in his house for Thanksgiving. You ever had boiled vegetables? No, they're fucking gross. So, bird, not done. Vegetables, more than done. So we still got, you know, a couple hours till we're gonna eat. Typically, when you make a meal of any variety, you try to time everything so it all comes out at once rather than having to reheat all of the sides at lunchtime. So, my dad pissed off. They're screaming at each other. My brother and I, whatever, this is old hat for us at this point. Um, minding our own business, whatever. My aunt, my dad's secretary, come over to help out. They try to correct this mess of gross vegetables we have coming at us. Whatever. So my dad says, listen, old man, get your ass in the living room. We're gonna take care of the cooking. Don't make an ass of yourself. Doesn't seem like that tall of a task in your own home. Not to make an ass of yourself. You know, you're not getting behind the wheel. You're not driving around. You're not hitting on some unfortunate woman 
at KJ's Sports Bar and Bowling Alley, which was, you know, his go-to. Funny thing is, this was too tall of a task for my grandfather. You know, for a normal person, they might have been able to figure it out for a couple hours. Not so fast, my friend. My grandfather decided that today, of all days, Thanksgiving 2007, he needed us to hook up his DVD player. Now, if you're listening to this and you're unsure of what a DVD is, several years ago, when you wanted to watch a movie, you had to pop a disc into a player that plugged into the back of your television, change the output, yada, yada, yada. Use a separate remote from the one that powered your television to navigate the menus and such. That's a DVD player. So my grandfather at this point had had this DVD player since maybe May, June. It's November. He's had this thing for about you know, five, six months now. Today is the day that he needs my dad and myself to hook it up. Now, on top of being an asshole and a drunk, my grandfather was a world-class micromanager with a horrendous business acumen. Those things typically kind of contradict themselves, but that's neither here nor there. So while my dad and I are hooking up this DVD player to the back of his television, he's standing over us, barking orders. After about five or ten minutes of, of this, my grandfather said one thing that pushed my dad over the edge and caused him to turn around and snap, and he said, listen, old man, if you knew how to do this, would have been plugged in six months ago and you wouldn't need us to take care of it for you. But, you didn't. So, why are we going to listen to whatever instructions you have for us? And he said, that is my house and you're my son and and, you shouldn't be talking to me like that. He goes, Dad, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Go sit down. We'll have this hooked up much quicker than you barking orders and giving us unhelpful feedback. So he goes and sits down and lights up a cowboy killer on the couch. And we get the thing hooked up. Now, he knows how to use a television. So he gets the input. I go over on the couch and I'm like, sitting there, I'm like, all right, what's he gonna, what's he gonna throw on here? Because he's got a he's got a DVD in there already that he tried. Because you know he figured out how to plug it in, didn't figure out how to get it hooked up to the TV. So he gets it into the input for the correct place to watch a DVD. Now he gets to the menu screen. It is a Hustler DVD that he ordered in the mail 
Now, those of you who are familiar with DVD menus know that occasionally they have moving picture screens that kind of show you snippets of what goes on in the film. This being a porn, it had one of those. So I'm sitting on an adjacent couch a couple feet away from my grandfather, and he's drunk, and I'm like, oh, God, I got to figure out how to get away with this. I don't want a learning moment. I don't want him talking to me about, you know, the birds and the bees, the differences between dicks and vaginas and such. Didn't need that in my life. Understood what that was. I was a senior in high school. So, he's sitting there, drunk as a skunk, heavily ashing cigarette, sitting in a very large and heavy ceramic ashtray on his coffee table, in complete silence, taking drags of his cigarette here and there, just watching the menu. Didn't turn it on, just the menu. I'm sitting there, I've got my eyes closed, pretending to take a nap. I kind of do the old, I'm going to open it just a sliver, just enough that he can't see that I have my eyes open and I know what's going on and I'm not asleep so that I know if he's looking at me or not. And sure as shit, that motherfucker is staring right at me from just a few feet away. I can tell he wants to give me some sort of advice. My grandfather was not an attractive man. He had no ass and a small hog, according to my father. Huge gut, a lot of chest hair, a rose tattoo on his left breast over his heart. He wore several gold chains and brownish tinted glasses. He had an oily, scraggly beard with a handlebar mustache and slicked back hair held down by grease brought on by multiple decades of not actually taking a shower. This is a lot, I know. I did not want to have sexual advice or conversations about sexual advice with my grandfather on top of being married to my grandmother for many moons. They were divorced at this point. He also had a mistress named Helen who dressed like Jesus in the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat and walked around town with a staff of the great wizard Gandalf while wearing a hat that could have confused her for many a pimp from the 1970s, spouting nonsense like a shaman around town. This was his longtime mistress. She was fucking gross. I was driving through my hometown a couple of weeks ago and I noticed that her old house had been torn down, probably for the better. Let's move on. I'll tell you, this bourbon's getting me through this story right now. Woo-wee! Now, 
He continued to sit there for a solid 15 or 20 minutes, staring at the menu screen while my brother was downstairs playing with some video games or toys or whatever 11-year-olds play with in 2007. I don't know. My dad and the women in attendance are working on cleaning up my grandfather's mess as quickly as humanly possible. And I'm sitting in there pretending to be asleep. And all of a sudden he starts looking and he goes, oh yeah, that's the good stuff. Oh yeah, punish it. Punish that pussy. Oh yeah, that's the good stuff. Oh yeah, punish it baby, punish it. Oh yeah, look at that. And I'm sitting there like, holy fuck. This is my life. This is the cross that I am to bear for the rest of my days. Nobody else is witnessing this. Just me, an impressionable 17-year-old who feels wildly out of place in this white trash upbringing I've surrounded myself with. Finally, I decided I'd had enough. And I lurch out of my sleep like Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction when they jam the needle of adrenaline into her heart. And I pretended that I was so shocked that I was waking up from this nap. I needed to get out of the room post haste. For those of you non-Renaissance people out there, that means quickly. And I got up and I did the judge smales. <laughs> Startled my grandfather. I said, oh, oh, wow, what is this? All right, I gotta go to the bathroom. And I scamper out of the room and I say, uh, hey, Dad, um, this isn't uh, a real issue. This is, this is old hat for me. Watching pornography as an adolescent. But, uh, you know, in case Christian wanders in there, may want to have uh, Grandpa turn the porn off in the in the living room. She goes, "Oh Jesus, fucking Christ!" And he walks in there, yells at him. I told you to get it together, old man. Now turn off this porn and watch TV like a normal person. Throw on the Macy's Parade or something. So he can't figure out how to do this. My dad unplugs the DVD player from the TV and takes the wires. Probably a, a very savvy move because he may or may not have figured it out. I don't know. But we went on to have a rather miserable Thanksgiving where, you know, he was kind of drunkenly hurling insults at my dad and my dad was returning serve and volley back towards my grandfather. We got through it, and we left. Never again did I have a Thanksgiving with my grandfather. And between his passing in 2017 and my dad's passing in 2011, I didn't talk to him or see him 
at any juncture of my life. Probably for the best. That's the story of my worst Thanksgiving. Or funniest, actually. I mean, if, if you really think about it, it is kind of a funny story. You know, very schadenfreudal, if you will. And that's the kind of sick pleasure that I get from growing up like this. Shortly after high school, I departed from Newmarket, never to return again. And I haven't. I made this bold proclamation, and going on 14 years, I've kept it. My mother moved shortly after I graduated from Newmarket High School, home of the Mules, and went upon my merry way at UNH, and then to Plymouth State, then to Rhode Island College, and then to Post. And now here I am in real life. Some would say living the dream. I would tend to agree. I mean, for fuck's sake, I'm recording this from my hot tub, drinking a glass of bourbon, having a pretty grand old time. But, alas, here we are. Figured I'd give you a nice little short snippet tonight of my life as you venture to wherever you're going to enjoy Thanksgiving where you'll inevitably accidentally bring up politics and start a fight that may or may not end with your mother or father chain smoking in the parking lot, driveway, backyard, what have you and yelling about whatever nonsense your uncle or your grandfather or a stupid cousin maybe brought to the supper table this the most gluttonous of all holidays but regardless I hope you enjoy yourselves and have a very very happy Thanksgiving. I know I will. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna enjoy the rest of these bubbles as they caress my needlessly sore thighs, hammies, and calves. Because I'm a professional bodybuilder now, don't you know? No, I'm just kidding. But I do work out a lot. Um, I go to CrossFit four or five times a week. It works for me. I'm jacked now. When God created man, he called out to Zeus high upon Mount Olympus with a nice piece of granite. And he said, Zeus, chisel me. All that is man, the definition of mighty and brawn. And Zeus said, I know exactly what I'm gonna do. And after 7,000 times fucking up, he said, all right, I've had enough. I'm just gonna get this really average guy, plop him in New Hampshire 
let him figure out in his early 30s he should try to get in shape after being almost 250 pounds at age 30 but here I am kicking I'm doing great hope you're doing great hope you have a nice Thanksgiving give your mothers and your loved ones a hug try to throw something out there that's gonna piss somebody off to entertain you if you have an awful family you gotta deal with on Thanksgiving enjoy it happy holidays I'll see you early next week baby we're back with a vengeance for real this time how can this be I love you Cheers.